Good morning and welcome to Spin Class. We're talking politics. Your host, Michael Fragan, here on the Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com, and around the world on the NSN app. And I'm pleased to welcome Mazi Melissa, Melissa Philip of Great Neck, New York, a legislator elect to the Nassau County Legislature, legislature in 2021 to take office soon enough in 2022. As we close out the year, it's definitely uh, one of the more interesting political races, political personalities that I've come across. You know, too often we ignore local officials. We kind of go straight to the top. We talk about Washington. But as you know, from our listenership, we like to go behind the scenes with different political personalities. So just very, very quickly, uh, Mozzie, as she is very well known uh, now, as a single word, one of those single word political entities, a 42-year-old, and she unseated Ellen Burmaum, a longtime incumbent in Nassau County legislator. And I, just, I guess, three decades ago, she immigrated from Ethiopia to Israel, served in the Israeli army, came to New York, raised a family, and now ran for office successfully in her first try. Mazi, welcome to Spin Class. Thank you. Thank you, Michael, for having me. So number one, congratulations. And I think the audience would definitely want to know you've been profiled at a couple of Jewish publications as of late. But for those who kind of didn't see this coming and didn't see the Mazi phenomenon, tell us about yourself and about your journey. It's a quite an interesting journey, not the typical one of a New York politician. Yes. Yeah, so as you already know, um, I was born in Ethiopia, a small village. Um, at the age of 12, during the Civil War, um, uh, Israel, together with the United States, uh, had a secret operation uh, and they brought about 15,500 people in 36 hours. Um, and that during, you know, the, the, during the Civil War. So I was one of the passengers uh, coming from third world, third world country to a very beautiful modern society. Um, it was very exciting. At the same time, you know, we also had the challenge. Uh, to you know, to learn everything from zero. This the language, the technology, society. Um, it was a great experience overall. Um, and uh, finished high school, uh, served the Israeli army, um, went to college, and moved to U.S. about 17 years ago. Married to Israeli, Israeli, Ukrainian Jew, American Ukra Ukrainian American Jew. Um, uh, man uh, and we have seven kids. Um, the last two twins, girls, they just came to my life about right before before uh, the election. Right, so while you were running for office, sometime somehow you found time to have twins. Yes, <laughs> but absolutely, it came together, which is uh, nice, and I'm happy about it. Um, and I was working very hard, you know, to win this seat, and this is what I did here. Okay, so you're married to a doctor, cardiologist, successful, living in living the American dream on the Gold Coast of Long Island, in the you know Great Neck, uh, certainly one of the premier communities, suburban communities in the United States. What got you into politics? Um, I, since I was very young, I was very involved uh, within. Uh, you know, local communities, even in Ethiopia as a little child, it's, you know, or in Israel. In Israel, I was a, a national chairperson of the Philippine 
Tunisian student organization for about two years I served. So I always, you know, if I don't like something and something doesn't look good, I always feel like I need to be involved to change and, and to be a voice for uh, people. Um, so when I moved here, the first few years, of course, I was uh, working with a nonprofit organization, talking about Israel, um, telling them to my story, and showing um, the American uh, people, um, Jewish and non-Jewish, about uh, the truth about Israel. Not a lot of people know there is black Jew in Israel, you know, what Israel did for the Israeli community. Um, so by bringing my own personal story and telling them, the opportunity I received at 12 years old until I finished college from the, Israel, the state of Israel um, really opened up uh, people's minds. Um, so I was doing that for many years. Um, then since I become, since I, when I became a mother, uh, became a mother, I was busy, you know, with my kids and uh, building um, um, our business, uh, you know, family business. Uh, in the last few years, you know, um, I felt uh, a lot of things was going on around the world and in Israel and locally here. Um, so uh, I don't like just to complain from outside. I, I like to be involved. I like to say, okay, that's enough is enough. That doesn't look good. We need to make a change. And uh, that's the reason why um, I decided to run for this uh, seat. And uh, I was lucky enough to get a great support from uh, um, the chairman the Republican chairman, um, Chairman Cairo, uh, he was an amazing uh, supportive and he believed in me and our local leaders here, which is the mayors and the rabbis uh, who knows me um, and, and the community itself, you know, they really was very supportive. They wanted a change. They, I was talking the same language they were talking, the same issues that was bothering me was bothering them. I'm talking about reassessment, I'm talking about lowering taxes, I'm talking about protecting police, um, revitalizing our downtown area, fighting anti-Semitism and, and any kind of hate. Uh, when I was talking about this, people felt um, related to me uh, as a woman, as a mother, um, as minority, as an immigrant. Uh, so people were very excited to, for a change. Sure. So one of the pictures that became... I, I'll say viral, at least that I saw. And of course, uh, as you know, I live in Nassau County and it's not that we don't on the South Shore. We don't always see everything on the North Shore, but we do see some things. But one of the pictures floating around is a picture of you with an assault rifle from your days in the IDF. And I was wondering what kind of message uh you, what kind of reception you got to that picture? It's definitely not the run of the mill type picture that you know that that floats on out there. So talk for talk to the audience a little bit about serving in the IDF as an immigrant to Israel. And as you mentioned and you alluded to, and then talk about a little bit how that played out in your so far, your in your political career, because I think it's a great picture. And I was wondering, uh, you know, it says so much about your your toughness, how I've come to know you. Uh, and I'm wondering, you know, I think the your your service in Sahal definitely is something that a lot of voters embraced. Yeah. So, you know, when I came to Israel, um, I, I received so much from the state of Israel. Uh, it was education, help for me, for my parents. Um, so when I hit, when I got to, you know, when I was, when I finished high school, I was 18 years old, 
uh, the first thing came to my mind was to serve the country, to give back to the country that gave me so much. Um, so at the beginning, you know, when I came to my dad, I said, Dad, I think high school now when I go to the army, he said, no way, you are too little, too skinny, army, what, what is this, you know, you can't do that. And I said, no, Dad, in this country, when you get to this age, you have to serve, and I want to serve. And you didn't realize dad, how tough you are. Oh, for the first time I'm saying, telling my dad, no, and I want to do it. He was like, okay, he realized he cannot fight back, and he said, good luck. So when I come back after three weeks of training, you know, with the uniform and, and the M16 gun um, weapon, he was so proud and he was calling his own friends, saying, listen, my little girl now is in the Israeli army. Uh, for me, the Israeli army um, was a very important uh, part of my life uh, because, as I said, first, it's really giving back, giving back, you know. Um, and second, it's a place you feel you are equal. I mean, it's beautiful to see, um, you know, the Russian immigrants, the Ethiopian immigrants, the, the kids who were born in Israel, um, coming to, together for one goal when you feel you are so equal, because everybody there sharing the same goal, is protect Israel. Um, so I grow a lot. I serve a year and nine months uh, as a paratrooper unit, um, and it was a really a privilege um, to serve the Israeli army. So that was enough for things for me to do. I'm happy, you know, I did it. And while I was campaigning, you know, one day I think Instagram usually once a year you can post something like from your past. We post that, and I didn't know people will react the way they did, which is very positive and very loving. Uh, they saw the strong person behind, you know, behind that picture. Uh, people loved it. You know, they saw the commitment, the love. Um, I had to Israel and still have, and um, so they, they felt, uh, you know, I'm the right person. <laughs> they just loved it, you know, they seeing a young girl um, serving the Israeli army, and now a mother of five kids and pregnant, running for office for the first time. Uh, people just loved it. Certainly, because it it worked. And this is Spin Class. We're talking to Mazi Melissa Phillip of the county legislator-elect in the 10th District of the North Shore of Nassau County and a resounding achieved a resounding victory in November uh, this past November of 2021 will be sworn into office on the first day of January of 2022, which is upon us. So let's just talk politically for a second. Uh, you, you know, Mazi, you are an immigrant twice. You were an immigrant to Israel. You were an immigrant then to the, to the United States. And a lot of people out there believe that the Republican Party is anti-immigrant. And why did you decide to run as a Republican here in Nassau County, here in the state of New York? Uh, talk to a little bit about immigration uh, and, you know, the Republican Party, if at all, it became an issue? For me, it was a very natural place. I have to tell you, I, I got respect and love and support from the party. I mean, the chairman, um, he was so, he was so uh, proud um, and he elected me to run, you know, and he really believed in me. And if you know, it's like, it's not just me also. We have the Indian uh, um, Ragini who run, you know, for town clerk, um, and we have other women. So the Republican Party, people used to think, 
um, just you know, just white white uh, men running for office is not longer uh, that. You can see all the colors, and we were more women than even men, and we really got a lot of support from the chairman and the entire party. Um, and uh, and you saw that the results. You saw the results. You know, all of us uh, when. Um, the seats and, and, and it's beautiful and I want people to stay open mind, you know, open mind and the truth is the Republican Party uh, for me is I'm more related um, to the party. Uh, we're sharing this, a lot of common goal and uh, and the support also for Israel is something very, very important uh, to see that from here, the connection, the obligation of the United States has to Israel and the Republican Party showing it. Um, so again, it was an actual connection to run as a Republican um, candidate. So as an extension of that, uh, Great Neck, I, where the district is based, it's not just Great Neck. There's other parts of the of the districts uh, that other parts of Long, of Nassau County within the district. But Great Neck has been known for decades as a Democratic bastion. Uh, so much of it's we we elected statewide. Uh, Democrats like Tom DiNapoli and, you know, others. It's always been the seat of a, of a real Democratic machine within Nassau County. And over the years, obviously, there's been a significant change. And a lot of that, uh, a lot of that blue, a lot of that great neck blue or great neck Democrats has been the, the Jewish community. And you maybe talk about the Jewish community, how that has changed over time as the Jew as uh, politically from Democrat to Republican, as we've clearly seen in this race, where your race and I, I think that led to a countywide impact with with a, a Jewish Republican, uh, Bruce Blakeman, our friend, uh, being elected as well. But as you said, others uh, getting elected to the North Hempstead Town Board. Uh, certainly, uh, you served as someone as the catalyst for some of that change, or maybe and it's been happening over the years, but uh let, let's just talk for a second a little bit about the district and how that has gone from Demo from true blue Democrat to Republican, or at least very, very purple. Yeah, so, so what happened is, you know, the, the Democrats that we used to know for years, it's no longer that, that party. They've become very lefty, uh, and people felt this party no longer representing them, um, and they wanted a change. And that going to left to radical, that's no longer playing um, the same, um, you know, the same thing that used to be. So people wanted to change. People, you know, people want more safety. Um, we are supporting the police. The police are not our enemies. The police, you know, is the one that's protecting us, and we have to support them. Um, and anti-Semitism. I mean, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of national organization. Um, the BLM, the PBS, really all um, anti-Israel and saying loudly, publicly um, things against Israel and uh, against Jewish people, that's not good for us. We cannot stand the hearing this anymore. Um, and uh, that's the reason why you see the turn up from uh, you know, blue to red in Nassau County. And again, the, the police protection, the police reform, lowering taxes, reassessment, uh, uh, revitalizing downtown areas, you know, we lost a lot of businesses. Uh, people see the problems, and the people who were before us didn't solve the problems, so they said time for change. That's the reason you saw 
the election, the last election, November 2nd, the Republican Party big time won you know, a lot of seats. Sure. And I should point out, of course, you mentioned your opponent, Ellen Birnbaum, uh, a well-known, uh, another Jewish candidate. So you had a Jewish Republican running against a Jewish Democrat at the at, you know, in the same time in the same district. Uh, you know, it happens. It's it's a little bit rare, I would say, that 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 happens. How how did that dynamic shape the race at all or if at all? You know, I have the respect to Ellen Bermond. She served the community um, in different positions the last uh, uh, six years. So I have a big respect to her. Um, you know, she did a lot. Uh, but uh, people felt um, there wasn't enough voice coming from them, and somebody who represented them. Uh, and so they felt, you know, time for change. That's the reason why they loved what I was bringing to the table. And uh, also, I'm all about, you know, unifying everyone, uniting everyone. I am not a divider. It's very important for me to represent everyone, the Asian community, the Indian community. They have been a big support uh, for me in this last election. Um, I'm all about bringing the Orthodox Jewish and non-Orthodox Jewish, the Jewish and non-Jewish, as I said, the Indian and the Asian, to bring us all to one table um, and uh, to listen to them and together as a community to solve our problems. So they thought I can be the right person for that and I'm, I'm thankful for that and do what I'm aiming and whatever I promise, I will do all my best to bring it to, you know, to bring it here to our town. And you mentioned the Persian community in Great Neck, certainly one of the most significant uh, Iranian or Persian Jewish communities in, in the United States. I think probably second only to the Los Angeles, Beverly Hills area. Uh, and uh, it's definitely uh, a, a community that has gotten more involved in politics and certainly more significantly uh, had an impact on elections. Maybe is is your election the kind of the start or the beginning of a new era in Long Island here with communities like the Persian Jewish community have really come into their own? And uh, maybe you could talk for a second about our mutual friend, uh, Mayor Dr. Pedro Bral, who I, I believe is the guy who originally dragged you into uh, public office, uh, appointing you to a board in the, in the village of Great Neck. So I remember when he got elected uh, quite a few years ago as mayor of Great Neck, that was a big deal. A lot of people uh, were surprised because he was opposed really by the Democratic establishment back in Great Neck. Yeah, so yeah, still, yeah, that was about six years ago when he ran for the first time. I was very involved. Again, I didn't like the, the former mayor and that six years ago when I met Pedro, uh, you know, I saw a busy doctor, um, but he he cared so much from for the community. When he decided to run, I was absolutely support. I supported him. I was running his campaign. Uh, I was bringing new voice, new young uh, um, voice to the table. Um, so he got to know me, um, you know, through that campaign. And then when he got elected, I was also um, a board member of Architectural Review board board committee and um, um, so I, I served the village of Gretnik for two years so he's, he saw the quality of work I'm bringing to the table and how much I care 
So when this uh, position came, he asked me, and at the beginning I wasn't sure, but you know, when I checked what this is about, I said, you know what, yes, let's do it. Um, so the Iranian, the, uh, the Iranian into community here, they are amazing, beautiful community. Really, they were so amazing, so supportive, um, and uh, they started to be more involved. And I will tell you what, the voice always was there. The problem was that people never thought local election is important. People never thought, what's this local election? Why we have to vote? When are you voting for local election? They're always excited to vote for the national, you know, the, the, the presidential election. So it, at the beginning, when I was talking about local election, I realized so many people really don't understand how important. Everything starts locally. So that was the first thing I did. I was educating people. I was telling them. Not, you know, when we have issues with the police, we are not calling Washington, okay? With respect to Washington, when we have a reassessment problem, we are not calling Washington. We're calling our Nassau County. Um, so when I, I made that connection, I educate them, and I told them um, that every voice is count. Uh, people got very excited. And, uh, you know, at some point, you know, after years, they start, you know, the people lost some hope. You know, they thought they cannot change it. They thought, oh, it's a lost game. I said, no, it's not a lost game. If you really want to make a change and you're bringing everybody out to vote, uh, we can win this election. And I went there with confidence that I can do it and we can do it as a community. And thanks to Miran, Hakimi, and Kedrum, uh, and uh, Fred, and other local uh, leaders here, and rabbis, um, you know, they gave me the support. And from that point, it was easy. It was uh, you know, well, if you, once you got the interest, um, the people um, showed you, um, it was easy, easy, it was easy work after that. At the beginning, it was hard to convince people that we can do it. And, and we show, we show our, ourselves and show to the rest that we can do it. Amazing. Uh, so last question, really more of a comment, but I want you to, the one name, you know, that we, a man that we both uh, love and hold very dear, Scott Cushing. I want to maybe talk for a second about Scott and how uh, he has had an impact on your political career so far and, and what he's done. I know he never likes to be talked about. You know, it's as if he doesn't exist. But uh, but we both but we both know what an integral part he plays in in uh, local races. So um, maybe. Are you right? And thank you for, you know, uh, reminding me of Scott. Scott was uh, the man behind it, I can tell you. He bringing here experience over 30 years of government and politics and elections, okay? Um, so when we met about nine, nine months ago, 10 months ago for the first time, and, uh, you know, we had that connection. He, he loved who I am, and, and uh, he saw the energy that I'm, I'm bringing to the table. He saw the need of the community, and he brought us um, all together. We were working day and night, um, every single day, um, going from meeting to meetings, from synagogue to synagogue, uh, and you know, working with the social media. And he he was the man really behind this uh, uh, campaign, and the people loved him. And uh, you know, and we also had another wonderful woman from the Iranian community. Her name is Handan. She's a star. Another person who was working with Scott, helping me with this campaign. Without them, I couldn't do that. Okay, Mazi, Melissa, Melissa, Philip. 
the county legislator elect from the 10th district of Nassau County, uh, originally coming from Ethiopia in, to Israel in 1991, serving in Sahal, coming to America and getting elected to public office in 2021. What a journey. What an amazing journey. What an amazing story. Uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, we hope to have you back as you know, to talk about all the great things you're going to do while in office. Well, thank you. So as we close out this week here on Spin Class, here on the Knoxville Seagull Network, I just want a couple items of note. Uh, number one, the ongoing controversy with the Council on American-Islamic Relations, also known as CARE, one of those organizations that says we are not anti-Semitic, we're just anti-Zionist. Well, Zara Bilu. Uh, one of their officials has taken a leave of absence, taken a little sabbatical after she had claimed at the Clare Conference that Zionist organizations are behind Islamophobia, police brutality, and border control. Of course, you know, it's fine to say that Zionists are behind all the bad things, but not that the Jews are, of course. But on November 27th, uh, she had talked about the fact in her speech at their conference that, you know, in there are these right-wing Jewish groups that come after her, after care and Muslims that are anti-Muslim, Islamophobic. But she also went after the polite Zionists. Her quote, oppose the vehement fascists, but oppose the polite Zionists too. They are not your friends. When we talk about Islamophobia and Zionism, let's be clear about the connections. She was talking about... We need to pay attention to the Anti-Defamation League. We need to pay attention to the Jewish Federation. We need to pay attention to the Zionist synagogues. And we need to pay attention to the Hillel chapters on our campuses. What's amazing is so many of these mainstream Jewish organizations, they take great pains to not be political, to not do anything that will upset fellow Americans, to not upset the Muslim community, to make common cause. But here we have an official, an important official with the Council of Islam, American Islamic relations and talking basically that the Jews are behind all the bad things. Beware of the Jews. And of course, in the end, when they called for an apology and the ADL condemned her, they said that her speech was misquoted. Now, I watched the video and I don't know what the nuance that we're supposed to look at. One more issue everybody should be aware of. Well, Brad Lander, the incoming controller, definitely a lefty, Jewish himself, but part of the Jews for Racial and Economic Justice, big friend of Linda Sarsour, of that whole group of anti-Israel, uh, anti-leftist progressive politicians. She's having a, he's having a virtual Q&A with the New Jewish Agenda, a progressive policy group that he was a co-founder of. Now he's going to be the controller, and he talked about whether the city needs to intervene with regard to Haredi yeshivas that are not teaching math, English, other secular subjects. And he said, well, the state law is very clear. All schools, including private and parochial schools, have an obligation to deliver secular education. And so, therefore, it's responsibility of the whole, the controller in particular, to be paying attention and to audit make sure those obligations are being met. Uh, in fact, there is no such thing in the law whatsoever that would give him or any other controller the authority to regulate non-public schools. They're not a state agency. Uh, they're not a city agency at all. But it, I am always astounded by how this issue has captured the imagination of the progressive left, has captured the imagination of so many in the Jewish community in particular who seem to have made it their mission 
to go ahead and rescue our Haredi brethren from the lack of secular education, despite the fact that after all these years, it's still the same report of the 26 or 28 or whatever schools out of 500 that may not be giving adequate secular studies. Who knows what even that number is? I mean, not even, well, we're going to leave it aside for now. I just am always amazed by how this has become the cause celeb of the left. And, uh, Wow, a huge number of Democrats not running for re-election, including committee chairman. We'll have to get to that next week as we wrap up the political year for good. Uh, And the last comment is that the IOC, finally we can come to an international organization that actually did did the right thing. They said that sports federations must make sure that all countries can compete in their tournaments. So they took the... uh, World Team Squash Championship out of Malaysia, who had essentially said that Israelis could not participate. And uh, last, last, last thing, Donald Trump and Bill O'Reilly at a live, one of their live uh, shows said that they got the vaccine booster and I guess were booed. I know it's kind of unclear as to what's going on on the side there, but uh, it's amazing People out there dying of COVID, hospitals are full, and people are booing those, including the president, who really should get credit for having these vaccines so quickly, getting them to market, saving so many lives. Thank you. That's week. That's it for this week here on Spin Class, here on the Knuckle Single Network. Stay tuned for Jew of the City Speaks with Allison Joseph. See you next week. 